0: And we welcome you live to Burke Lakefront Airport in Cleveland, round five of the 2007 season. It's the Champ Car World Series Ground Free of Cleveland, presented by LaSalle Bank. Sebastian Bourdais is again the championship leader. He's won three in a row, quickest here. Let's get more from Pit Road, Cameron Steele. Well,
1: Sebastian's been rocking him like a hurricane as the cars head out to grid up, but he hasn't just been hurting feelings here at Champ Car. Since the beginning of 2003, he has been the winningest driver in all forms of motorsports. That's pretty serious business. We talked to Sebastian before he got in the car, and I said, did the stats pump you up? He said, no, I race for race wins. Pretty amazing, very determined guy. Let's head over to Bill Stevens, who's with one of his
2: protégés. Yeah, the song that keeps going through my head, Cameron, is a little help for my friends. Last year when Simone won the Atlantic Championship, he wanted to move to Champ Car. Well, Sebastian Bourdais said, I like that kid. He's a fellow countryman. I can help. Made a few phone calls. Next thing you know, Simone has a ride with Team Australia. Both of those drivers on the front row today, and I'm betting that when the green light goes on, all that friend stuff goes out the window. Rick? And they will share the front row. And we welcome
0: you to Burke Lakefront Airport Live. I'm Rick Benjamin. Jan Binkus is alongside for coverage of the Champ Car World Series. Getting set to go. The car's forming up here shortly. Jan, when everyone comes to Cleveland, they think first about turn one. But last year, where they got caught out on the runoff one up to
3: turn two. Here Sebastian figured he had got through turn number one and he was clean but what he didn't know was that Paul Tracy was going to try and shoot the gap between he and his teammate. It was one of the scariest moments of the year last year, the car going up and over Sebastian Bourdais, in fact up and over on his helmet. Knocked him out, put him in the hospital. But traditionally here in Cleveland, it's all about the approach to turn number one. Today is going to be a standing start. Momentarily, they're gonna roll behind me and take their position for a standing start. So today, it's not gonna be 150 mile an hour approach to turn number one. It's gonna be a mere 90. Well, at 90 miles an hour, you can still have a pretty big wreck, but I think that reduction in speed should make it much safer.
4: Hello and welcome to episode number 42 of the Legend of Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Pancari and Brandon Manitoba. Joining me over Skype recording this just before Christmas is my brother, Brett Pancari. And Brett, this episode for our holiday special, we're looking at the 2007 Champ Car Grand Prix of Cleveland for reasons that will become obvious after the race is done. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah. I mean, this... there will be obvious once everything's done, but this is also like be the final... Be the final season of Champ Car, when it's all set and done, too. We'll discuss that later
4: on. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've seen the artwork for this episode, you know why Brett and I picked this, but let's all find out at the end, shall we? Anyway, so 2007 Champ Car season, formerly known as card, is their final campaign before their merger with the Indy Racing League slash IndyCar series the following year, and to split that started in 1996. Also debut of the new Panos car, which is not a bad car, I don't think. It
5: wasn't too bad look-wise, but they had a bunch of problems at the beginning with the car itself, um, refueling issues, and then also, unfortunately, it injured one of their star drivers.
4: Yes, we'll get that in a little bit. Uh, 17 races on the calendar, uh, down from 14, or originally, let's try it again, originally on the calendar was 17 races, it went down to 14, though, because Denver, a race in China, and a street race in Phoenix were all canceled.
5: Jojo much des much that sports and good health these days, huh?
4: Mm-hmm. Back then. Anyways, uh the season itself, this is race number five that we're gonna be looking at today. Um the first race is at Vegas. They beat F one in a punch by like a decade and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. they'll probably have a better race than F one. Ooh. Anyway, F1 Will Power Will Power won that one. his first career win. Long beach. Sebastian Bourdais, three time defending series champion gets his first win of the season. However, Brett kind of alluded to this already. Paul Tracy hurt his back in a practice crash and ended up missing two races, this one and long and Houston, uh, the following race.
5: Like I said, it was such a slow ish impact though, when he went to turn one and just looped the back end a little bit. And like I said, lost the back also again in the front the front knows that Panos did not have much to give was the first problem. And According to Paul Tracy in his interview with um, I think it was Wentunnel and Robert Millibarros, maybe the way the seat there was the seatbelts, the way they were mounted for Tracy, Tracy said that the way the seatbelts were mounted, it basically it kind of shoved them forward a little bit inside the car, kind of almost squished him a little bit in a sense when when just the way that car was set up, the chassis was, the way the seat was mounted, that's what caused this issue um, for Tracy hurting his back.
4: Next race is at Houston, Bordet wins again, Indy 500s in between, no card teams really in the mix in that one, Dario Franchitti winning that rain short in the fair. Portland, Bordet wins again, 100th win for newman Haas-Lanigan, uh, well, Lanigan was in the title at that point, but you know what I mean. Uh, Tracy's back in the cockpit for that one, and also the first standing start in Champ Car, which is an interesting fact as well. They do a standing start here in this one at Cleveland at the Berkeley Fun Airport. Uh, Your standing is going into this race, Bordet leads, wow, I'm stunned, 105 points. Willpower ninety four, Robert dornboss eighty seven, Alex Tagliani seventy eight, and Justin Wilson of sixty
5: nine. Well, just just some notable names right there. You know, Seabass was like he's basically IndyCar God, and it was actually his last season in Champ Car before uh, he would go to F one in two thousand eight with Scuderia Toro Rosso. Um, you mentioned uh, Willpower, called Little Gaida. Uh, he won, he won the a car title. Finding um, here two times, two time NIDA fighter champion. Um, Justin Wilson, former F1 driver with Minority and Jaguar in 2003 before eventually being over in the champ car. Uh, Robert Dornboss, um, former Minority F1 driver. And ironically, Minority themselves, like they were out of F1 after the 2005 season because they got bought out by Red Bull the Scooter Vietar also. Um, then now um, Minardi comes over to Champ Car, and they are a lot more competitive there than they are in F1, amongst some of the other nobles that we'll hear of in the field.
4: Uh, so the starting grid itself, Brett's kind of mentioned some of the guys, so we'll go over it here, where they were at this point in your time frame. Bourdais on the pole, three time series champion. Uh, Simon Pagano, uh, his rookie season, had one of the Atlantic title, uh, I guess it's not really Toyota Atlantic anymore, I think it's Mazda, Champ Car Atlantic or something, I don't know, yes, we'll get Ma, Ma, there, is, Atlantic. there is highlights later, which is very exciting Uh, it's like with Sportsman coverage Shows up in my NHRA feed Uh, third is Will Power's second season, the 2006 Rookie of the Year, fourth rookie Graham Rahal, 18 years of age, was second in Atlantic Pagano the year before Robert Dornbos made 11th F1, starts 2005-2006 with Jordan, and Red Bull His best finish were in 2006, 12th at the Chinese and Brazilian Grand Prix Uh, Six, Dan Clark, is second season. I don't know who that was. I'm like, who's this? <laughs> I knew most Me of the field, which was impressive, though. Uh, Clark's message was third at Denver last year. Seventh, Paul Tracy, Mr. Captain Quebec himself. <laughs> Look that one up if you don't know what it is. Uh, if you follow IndyCar, you know who Paul Tracy is. However, he hasn't won since Cleveland 2005, so kind of the tail end of his career here. Justin Wilson, Brett told you about his F1 background, second in points last year. Alex Tagliani, his lone win came in 2004 at Road America. 10th is Oriol survey He had no right to start the season, but he replaced Paul Tracy. 11th, Neil Yanni, Swiss driver, was second A1GP in 0506. Tristan Gomini starts 12th. He won Macau in 2002, jumped around a lot after that. 13th, Alex Figgy, Daytona Pro Types, ALMS, and Atlantics. Only American in the field. Hmm. Hmm. Slight issue. <laughs> oh, Miller Mad, oh, probably. I think that, that's two Americans, actually. Two. Aren't Graham Rahal. Shh. They say it, I, I just realized that. They said I think he's the only American in the field in the intro. I'm like, no. Graham Ray Hall exists. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, everybody. Good job, me. Uh, Fourteen, yep. Bruno Giancarra, Uh won a 2005 race in Monterey and was the early points leader, but then got hurt in a big-ass crash at in Indy. Uh, Catherine Legg, second season. She was also in a big-ass crash road in Road America in 2006. You've probably seen that one. Oh, not a good idea to lose your wing going in one of the fastest parts of the course. Yeah, all right. in the corner where Davy Jones crashed. Ryan Dazzle, or Dezeel, she scares me. pro uh, prototype with Figgy. Was he landed up in 2003 and 2004 to AJ Allmendinger and John Fogarty? Realistically, Allmendinger should be running in this series, but Red Bull decided to sign for their NASCAR program. Oh, AJ. <laughs> You were going to be a star, and you're like, "Ah, I'm going to run this. I mean, it worked out for him. He became an Xfinity hero, and now he's running Cup next year, so.
5: It it worked out um, many, many years later.
4: (laughs) And then Yan Halen starts 17. His second season was fifth at Cleveland a year ago. Me again. Who
0: are you? I don't know you.
4: (laughs) Me neither. So. Uh, June 24th, 2007 is when this race took place uh, at the Berkeley Grand Front Airport in Cleveland a track that I think, I think in any race Mailbag like and Rob Miller every day and same with Mars now people want that race back
5: I mean I personally wouldn't mind seeing that back it kind of was iconic track I guess, in it's own way mm-hmm. simple I saw, saw, saw a lot of it when I was young but it could have been also been Edmonton too but yeah I can see that track coming back it's it's so wide and it's somewhat simple. And it has plenty of action too, I think, for our road course. Mm-hmm.
4: IRL IndyCar Series, that same day running for the first time at Iowa. My boy Thomas Schechter rat- wrecked on lap one.
5: What did he do? Try to bonsai around everyone again?
4: Probably. We'll have to look that up <laughs> after the podcast. Driver Frank <laughs> Kitty went out one for Marco Andre, Scott Sharp, Buddy Rice, and Derry Manny. They had nineteen cars. Hmm. Could have had a pretty good field if you didn't split it. Eventually. Um Rick Benjamin is your announcer of Jan Beekus on color, Cameron Steele, and Bill Stevens um, in the pits. Interesting group, I would say.
5: <laughs> yeah, the only one that makes sense is really, um...
4: Jan Bikas, I, probably?
5: <laughs> well, Rick Benjamin
4: makes pretty decent, too. Well, I mean, I, I was the host of Race Day, so it's kind of weird to see him in that role. <laughs> but he kind yeah. of does a bunch of different stuff. Bill Stevens doesn't fit. <laughs> if you watch any train in the 90s. Though he was on the 98-500 now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Cameron Steel mentioned in the intro is like, Sebastian Bourdais is the winningest driver in motorsports over the last four seasons. With 26 wins. I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure Kenzer had like almost that many in a year in the Outlaws at one point in that stretch. So, no. Do they, Do they care? Do they
5: care about the Outlaws?
4: No. <laughs> My thoughts, exactly. Anyway, um, so we're getting set for this one. One of the things I will talk about is Paul Tracy launched over Bourdais at last year's race. That seems safe. He <laughs> just, just drives over the top of him. Oh, pretty pretty much, yeah. Um, also, three on boards in this race, Graham Rahal, Willpower, and Justin Wilson. Anyway, we've gone over to Grim. We've done all the preamble. Here's the standing start. Let's see what happens in this one so interesting about Sebastian Bourdais
3: taking screen right. Traditionally, you would want to take the other side of the racetrack, but he thinks it's cleaner. Should have more grip. Here we go.
0: Grab, grab. right, green again. Battling for second, Bourdais gets the drop on Pagano. ray hall on board the metazone car oh he's
3: trying to go to the inside but can't hold the spot The rossi
0: vineyard's is a great start there's johnny and the red bull machine catherine leg in the sunny's barbecue 11.
3: four days where he wants to be on out front everyone is where they want to be because so many people thought that there was a chance of piling up in turn one this is the second race in a row only the second standing start for champ car it's been brilliant everyone gets through cleanly because there are more spaced slower speed on the approach now you don't lose all the cars in turn number one everybody's got a shot to race and find out does anything have something for Sebastian Bordet
0: well one of the things at stake here this week is Bordet kicks up a little dust coming out of the front straight away the two team Australia cars behind him he's gunning for four wins in a row in the series
4: it would tie his series record pretty much a clean start boardet to Will willpower takes second. Lap two, Wilson gets by Clark to get set up in turn one. But with lap number four getting underway, we have this. Let's find out who's fast. And I think Ray Hall's one of them.
3: Here he comes after Dornbos. Graham Ray Hall to the inside. He Down to one. Almost gets
0: squeezed out. He has enough room to get through. Robert Dornbos there at the Ozjet 14. Gives up a
3: position. So Ray Hall moves to fourth. Now Dornbos right back at it. It's one of these places the pass and the repass. Dornbos should be in the right spot the inside. Oh! Ray has to get down. And, oh, Tracy gets into Ray Hall.
0: Paul Tracy trying to come up through the field. Tags Ray Hall as he was spinning both cars off the racetrack. On board with Ray Hall. And
3: caution. Full course yellow being displayed here with three laps on the board. There was no question that Graham Rahal got out in the slippery stuff. He slowed way down, had the car sideways, tried to bring it back. But, of course, Paul Tracy came through at full song, trying to take advantage of that. And, wow, that was some heavy contact. So Tracy and Rahal get together. Now, Tracy
0: was a big part of that incident a year ago on lap one. Here's what happened
3: a moment ago. See, Dornbos pushes him wide just because of his speed. But then right there, Paul Tracy tries to do the duck underneath move. Just misjudged it. That's Paul Tracy's fault, because you've got Graham Rahal, and what, this has got to be the best way to look at it because he comes off at turn number one, he gets good drive, but now there's a slipstream. Dornbos gets a little bit of the air, parted in front of him, gets perfect position, and slots into that spot. But right here, is trying to hang on to it. He's like, whoa, look out, look out, and then just gets speared. I knocked. know what paul tracy was trying to do paul tracy was trying to take advantage of it but look he tries to duck underneath he just misjudged it didn't have enough room to turn the car the car washed out on him it looks like knocked off the front wing
0: of the foresight Indecar deck car number three and
3: that's a shame for graham rahel for obvious reasons he's from new albany we've talked about the fact that this is his home race all his family is here he had a fast car had a great start he was conservative and as a matter of fact he was leaving room for dornbos 14
0: will be black flagged for a drive through penalty for blocking. Or 14, drive through for blocking. When we go green, the penalty must be served under the green flag. So that's the word from Race Control. Robert Dornbos will have to serve a drive through penalty for his positioning on the racetrack. Apparently, Race Control figures he did not give Rahal enough room in that exchange over in turns three and four. Bourdais is the leader. We'll be back in Cleveland.
4: All right, there's a lot to discuss here. Ray Hall makes a power move to the inside to get by Dornbos for fourth in turn one. Dornbos gets him back in three and four, and Graham Ray Hall just gets absolutely turned by Paul Tracy. Rip PT's front wing. We get a full course caution. Apparently, Dornbos gets a blocking penalty. My note here is, where the hell is this blocking penalty?
5: The only thing I can think for the blocking was he was squeezing Graham. Um, what he. But Graham threw in into turn one there. Dora was really squeezing him, and then a the bit of squeezing again uh, when he went for that chicane. I and it forced Graham to check up a lot harder. I think because he was a lot more tired than the left, that, the left that chicane. And so it forced him out a little bit wider. So Tracy tried to cut across, but I think he missed, timed it, and, and well, yeah, punted Graham right out of the way.
4: Not sure if it's that's a full all, course all call- crazy, anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure how it's a 4 course caution either.
5: Me neither. I've been local yellow most times.
4: Exactly. I lo- Go I ahead. They
5: just because it, like, yeah, he only had like 17
4: cars, managed to like, <laughs> <the laughs>
5: close of the field. I
4: don't know. Uh, I guess. Anyway, it's time to get restarted here on lap number seven. Well, Tracy did not lose a lap. The only driver a lap
0: down, Alex Figgy, actually two laps down, coming to the restart. <laughs>
3: According to some of the radio transmissions, when Graham Rahal was on his way onto the pits, he put more of the blame on Dornbos than he did Tracy. And look at this move. On the inside. Like Tagliani. Alex Tagliani in the
0: steelhead. Cut. Uh-oh, another oh, One car goes around. Might be Bruno Junqueira back there. We'll have to get a look-see. It is Bruno in the Sunny's Barbecue 19, Dale Coyne's car. Bruno Giancarra gets turned around right after the restart, and he has stalled that car. He's got the visor up that probably will bring out the yellow again because he's right in the middle of the exit to turn one. We stay green for now. Here's another look. Firstly, we see the move. That Tracy? Up front. It's like Serbia and Tracy both involved there to a degree. think he tagged him. Yeah. So Paul Tracy is two for two. He's got more front-wing damage, so the driver of the Forsyth Index 3 car will have to make his second consecutive stop. Now, he didn't lose a lap in the first incident. They replaced the nose cone, restarted 13th. He's trying to stay on the lead lap
4: here. He's hustling the car. Well, that went well. Bruno Junqueira gets passed by Oriol Servià going into turn one. Then Paul Tracy thinks he's in SRX about a decade and a half too early, and puts Junqueira into the turn. There goes the uh, front wing again, and there goes Bruno Junqueira's race. He stalled. Another caution. Rip him. Oh, uh, Paul!
2: Paul! Paul! What
4: are you doing? <laughs> he, he's creating content. Yeah,
5: it's just flat. He just flat dumped him. <laughs> Why? Why? And, Paul. and that's a, that's a new card, too, so if you're liking, like, a next-gen cow car, there may not be that many parts out there. Or maybe there was. I don't know.
4: Look <laughs> at Ross. Just <laughs> causing shit. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just
5: be Ross and just utterly right the wall, smash your car, because <laughs> you're a god.
4: What a legend. Anyway, that's a little bit too recent for this podcast. Unless um, it wins yeah. this podcast, Game of the Year, find out in a, few, a couple episodes. Um, Ray Hall pits for a tragedy, as we learn to yeah. John Carras Race's Done. Ray Hall, I think, just trying to get on a sequence of some sort here at this point, especially with what happened to him earlier. Also, the teammates Dazzle and Figgy go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because reasons.
5: Eh, yeah, trying to get that on a more television coverage.
4: Uh, restart... Uh, go ahead.
5: And, uh, my grand pitting was just because he was at the back anyway after getting punted by Tracy. So I think he might as well just top off anyway just to get off the sequence. Um, that's what I do like all the time. Like I, If I'm at the back, I just top off a bunch of times. I try and get myself off sequence. So That's kind of what he did
4: there. Uh, Restart in lap 11, Wilson takes Dornbos in one minute. Dornbos gets him back, uh, and Dornbos has to make a stop and go penalty. Well, drive through penalty, I should say. He pits from fourth place. Paul Sautter, team manager, former minority team boss, is triggered by the penalty and tells the reporter, quote, the race is ruined. I mean, in a way, but we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Paul
5: Stuyer is not used to being up at the front, front any, anyway with an F1. So this is totally different for him. So he has a bit of a point. Uh, um,
4: go ahead. This is all the same guy who tried to
5: bring his 2 F1 cars to the grid at
4: Long Beach. Well, that, <laughs> that, that, how is that going to work anyway? Uh, lap Don't 19. Know. Come back from personal break. Clark is by tag name for fifth now, and after Wilson for fourth. Lap 21. Paul Tracy makes a pass on Gomity for Lem going into turn three and four. Jan Bikis. Yay! You
5: got a slow clap, PT. Nice job. Made a pass. Remember how to drive.
4: He gets by Ryan Deal uh, in the next lap to get the tenth. We also learn that Figgy's gearbox is rep and He's out of the race. Uh, Doran Boss going into turn one in the following lap makes a late-breaking move on Highland. I'd argue that is arguably more of a block that he makes on Highland out of three and four, where he's just kind of drifting over on the straightaway into the ch- that chicane.
5: Yeah, a little bit more of a, like I fought for straight, like he Blocked again, like he kind of dive bombed into one, first of all, but I thought because like, it's the way like how most. Because remember he was an F one. That's how most F one drivers try to defend these days. Anyway, it well in a sense, <laughs> but. No, he was just trying to defend. because he so he's doing that in F one.
4: There was a race. Like I think it was oh, it was oh four. I can't remember. And so already came back. It was on CBS. It already came back, drove the last eleven laps of the race to get her the loss of drink, then. I forget who was ba- C-Bass was battling with, but C-Bass was blocking like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <Just> the last <laughs> two laps. And Winslow is not get penalized. That that was some good shit. <laughs> anyway, um, lap 24, Clark gets into four, Fun Wilson Hood run off wide into turn number one. Bourdais pits from the lead among others on lap 28. And just for go to commercial break on lap 29, Will Power pits from the lead, and he jumps C-Bass to take the lead.
5: Yeah, because they were discussing a lot how, like, Trying to hit a fuel window because these races were actually timed.
4: Yes, races. I think it was like 145 ish or something like that. They ended up completing 90 laps, but anyway.
5: Yeah, um, and they're saying like a certain there's a certain number they can get to on field to kind of make it work, but Seabass being out of front, I think he wasn't able to get that number compared to Power, so that lap made a difference for Power to jump him with the overcut um, and take. And take the lead. Well, not quite take the lead because you'll see in a minute. Two guys have yet to pit because of the off sequence. Despite the fact that they hit each
4: other earlier. Yes, Graham Rahal and Paul Tracy are one and two. We come back from commercial on lap 31 with Power Bordet, and Patochka your top five. Rahal pits after leading his first ever laps in Champ Car on lap 35. The booth is going wild because they have possibly put on mismatched tires. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, I was looking at that too. it was like did they just have mismatched tires or something until everyone was losing their damn minds in the booth.
4: Cause you got to use reds and the blacks during the race. Kind of yep. like now.
5: Basically red softer tire, black harder tire.
4: Mm-hmm. Tracy pits the following lap. So power board, a Clark and Wilson are top five. We didn't get the uh, singular wireless pick crew chief question or whatever they called it. Uh, their version of it. Who will be a next oh, to score? No. The first win from the poll. Pagino, Dornboss, or Ray Hall. As they're finishing that up, this happens. Go by text to 55333.
0: And we've got trouble. Jan Halen and Tristan Gomendy have gotten together. Halen in that black 34 car, Gomendy in the pay by touch 22. Heavy damage to both cars. Full course yellow. And we are under caution at Cleveland on lap 36. Going
3: through the, uh... Just trying to listen to the radio transmissions to see if we have any. With and That is race control. 22 34.
0: 22 34 at the exit of 10. Wow,
3: they got together in the middle of the final corner. Sometimes you'll see drivers you run off a of them. So Goldmundy,
0: side pod gets ripped off of oh, black car. Oh, Goldmundy kicked at the grass.
3: Well, what happened? What, and then it. Oh, ouch. He came in, the car stepped out, what we call a tank slapper. He goes across the grass and then the car whips back the other way and just spears Jan Halen, who by the way, for his first time back for the season, that was pretty impressive. He's had an impressive weekend. Unfortunately, boy, that that was a heavy spear there. Halen
0: driving for the Conquest team. Eric Bachelard squad. Here's another look coming into the last couple of corners.
3: Let's roll it through here and then stop it right here. Okay, at this point, we can roll it just a little bit farther as he gets clear of the fence. But here is the problem, is that the trajectory is supposed to be like this, but then the car whips like this on what we call a tank slapper. It just bites at the back. You can't correct quick enough. And kablamo, Jan Halen probably thought for a moment, hey, I just got myself a position, and then blammo into the side. But these cars are designed with very strong safety structures. Hopefully, everybody's A-OK. Trouble.
4: Major activity. <laughs> Highland and Gomendy wreck coming out of turn 10. It's a pretty big lip. Gomendy goes off of the chicane, comes back on the track. We're talking about tank slappers, which him fixing, and they walked away five when a guy wrecks on his bike at Sears Point. And then Highland just has nowhere to go, just absolutely gets destroyed out of the process.
5: Well, apparently, it was like a- Drain cover or something in that grassy area. Smart.
4: That <laughs> apparently, I may have heard that.
5: They so like, go He hit that when he came from the grass. He came on the track and it may have broke something. I could be wrong. But they would fly on the track and it's to bang. It. And, then, well, um, what was 17 cars is um, 16 carried to two. Um, Eleven.
4: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Apparently, Catherine's leg has fallen out somewhere in this as well. I don't know what happened, but anyway.
5: <laughs> Must be been mechanical, I think.
4: Uh, turns out we learned that Ray Hall's tires are not mismatched as Graham rubbed off something from a tire. Sure. We also get a chat with uh, Chief Steward Tony Cotton, which is interesting. You wouldn't see that in a race nowadays. Well, you kind of see it in Cups sometimes, but not really. Uh, you don't certainly see it in F1 or IndyCar or whatever. No. Also, Bruno Giancarra talks about getting chrome horned. <laughs> not surprised. Wait till he sees SRX. Uh, we go back green on lap <laughs> 42. The following lap, Tag Lanny gets inside of Tracy for uh, 7 in turn 1, but Tracy gets him back right away. Tag Lanny sponsored by Walmart and Steelback Beer. Let's remember some rink names. <laughs>
5: Steelback. Uh, Steelback Center.
4: Uh, the guy, guy cheats it all the time. Wow. Uh, the following lap, we see uh, Neil Yanni going off the track as we're chatting with Gomendy. So I don't know what happened. Everybody just went off or whatever.
5: I'm assuming he went wide or something.
4: Uh, on lap 49 or so, when we come back from break, um, Pagino's, or sorry, uh, Borday is giving Chase his power, but Pagino's starting to lurk a little bit after five laps. So it's was a pretty close group. Uh, Pagino pits on lap 56. Borday pits on lap 57. Just about hits Justin Wilson no though coming out of the pits. And then Power pits on lap 58, which gives the lead back to Tracy.
5: Like I said, the lap thing, again, kind of um, what kind of go in effect once again. But yeah, Borde, he almost ignored the crewman. He was trying to hold him because Justin was coming in. He almost ignored him, but luckily he stopped the car in time and uh, didn't then it smashed into uh, Justin there. And then, like I said, um, again, the way the cycle's worked out, again, I think it's going to be in Will Power's favor when all are done.
4: mmm um, When... We come back from this commercial break, which I believe is on lap 62 or so, if my notes are correct. Let me just double-check that. Roughly, roughly there, yes. Yes. So, Tracy's in the lead, and they're talking about could he make it all the way in just one more stop. Tracy Pitts, lap 63, Power, and Bourdais move ahead of him. On lap 65, Surya S- is racing with Neil Yanni for fourth Oriole Servia with the spot. Uh, on lap 66, we're discussing fuel for the Forsythe cars when things get wild. Bill
0: Stevens, 28 and a half minutes of racing to go. The Forsythe crew on the computers, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> Everybody down here, Rick, has got a pocket calculator out, all helping each other, and as far as Mikkelwein is concerned, it's a crapshoot for Oriole Servio, whether or not he can go the distance. He says Tracy definitely needs more fuel to make it to the finish.
3: Okay, well that answers the question. Because I was trying to think, is their fastest time... Oh, trouble! trouble. Something's come off one of the race
0: cars. Looks as though the side pods come off Serbia's car. and blew up in the air. He'll stay on the gas. Now, that's a piece of bodywork they should be able to replace, but that causes debris, I would think, on the racetrack on the front stretch. We stay green for now, but there's the body work.
3: Not in the racing groove. We'll see what Champ Car decides to do. I would be surprised. I don't think they'll go for a full course yellow. That would be... If you hit that... I mean, it's made to to crush, so it's not a structural part of the car, it's an aerodynamic part of the car. It'll slow Servia down, but he can keep running without
0: it. There you see the radiator and the turbo. One more look as Servia comes off the final corner,
3: heading to one here. Just breaks loose. Great reactions by the guys behind. You can see how quick Johnny reacted to that. And here comes Servia and Johnny. It's going to take a
4: little bit longer.
0: So Serbia will pit. They will try to, well, we'll see. They're
2: not bringing a piece of bodywork around, Bill. No, as a matter of fact, Rick, you're right. It just looks like they're going to go with rubber and fuel, and they're going to leave the car basically in the same configuration. This could be the latest friend of Champ Car. Uh-oh. Left rear of the car now.
0: There's a problem. And we saw some flames looking out there.
2: It seems as though it's freewheeling, guys. The engine's coming up.
3: plane that you see at the back should blow out as he gets up to speed. That is if a piece of bodywork gets on the okay. top. Uh-oh.
0: Meantime action looks like one of the Minardis has spun down into the grass. Is that Speedy Dan? Let's get a look and see which car it is and it is. Maybe not surprisingly. Speedy Dan Clark has spent a lot of time in the grass here this weekend and the OzJet Ticketmaster 4 car comes to a stop. Off track, and he's going to need some help. Bourdais is in trouble. Oh. Sebastian Bourdais, problems with the McDonald's car.
3: Bourdais off the racetrack, Wow, the complexion, the complexion of the race and the championship all in a couple of laps. will power the
0: leader, second of the championship, Bordet and the newman Land again. One car the McDonald's machine has come to a stop. I don't see the visor up. There it is. He, too, is going to need help. We'll see if he'll be able to restart. Power, Pagino, and Tracy are now the top three. We'll sort it out in a moment.
4: Okay, a lot happens here. First of all, kablooey, there goes Servia's left side paw, just explodes on the front stretch. No caution. <laughs> Servia pits, there's no bodywork change for whatever reason on the following lap.
5: Why did they not black flag? Is what I want
4: to know. <laughs> I mean, he, maybe he was going to pit anyway? I don't know.
5: Well, still, they should have black flagged for that.
4: There, there should also have been a caution for debris. I mean, not Can that they they're, they're running on that part of the track, but still.
5: Yeah, it was near the pit wall, but still, like, come on.
4: Anyway, it was pretty long anyways. stop overall. Uh, then Dan Clark spins on the back part of the track, racing Graham Ray Hall in turns seven and eight. He stalls. There's a caution coming out. Why is Sebastian Bourdais stopped off the track heading towards the final chicane? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, <laughs> what the, 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 the Bourdais, by the <laughs> way, it looks like someone left the car from a showpiece and it's just staying in the middle of a field. <laughs> I'm watching, Like, where is he parked? <laughs> I know, like, where
5: is it? <laughs> Just
4: not if this makes sense uh, at all. Things get exciting in the champ car, man. I was not expecting this. Uh, we no. come not we co- we come, back from the um, commercial break. Uh, board A is getting towed. No oil, no oil pressure. Uh, they're trying to get back out there, but it turns out it doesn't go very well. We'll get that in a bit. But more importantly, we get Atlantic race footage. Brett is not excited as I am. We <laughs> get the mayor trying to clear my throat a bit. get the mayor of Hinchtown, among others. Yes, he appears in the race. Rafael Matos wins over J.R. Hildebrandt, A.J. Herbert slips, other notable drivers in the race, Kevin LaCroix down the pity series, Simone Di Silvestro, Malcolm and the Null Star Frankie Munez, Jonathan Balmerito, and Robert Wickens!
2: Wickens! <laughs>
4: Wickens Robert Wickens for life Show us that race, you cowards! Anyway, Power pits, so you have 20 minutes or so to go in this one. Uh, as he pits, Trace, that moves to your top five is now Tracy, Ray Hall, boss, Yanni, and Tagliani. Tagliani will soon pit, though, so Power will take back the fifth position. They return, it figures about 17 laps to go at this point. We also get the fan poll results Dornbos of 44%, Ray Hall 39, Pagino 17.
5: Are they foreshadowing something?
4: Maybe. Back to green on lap 73, Tracy Lowell's is ahead. Lap 74, there's still no side pod for Servia. You had like 10 laps. What are you doing? <laughs> you weren't going
5: to lose that many spots anyway. There weren't that many cars on the
4: track. He gets by Ryan Deal for ninth. On lap 75, they're talking about Bourdais going back out for those valuable Winston points. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it does not happen.
5: No. I mean, I think they may have guys someone who has to go so many laps down,
4: they just said, eh, ah, it's... But... It does get something else in this benefit. Will Power all of a sudden has a flat left front tire, and he has to pit.
5: Yeah, that was a extremely, extremely tough bait for Power, because that was a golden opportunity to really claw back at the points, but now it's
4: all for naught. Ray Hall is all over Tracy when he gets lap 77. He needs to pit again, though. Uh, lap 83 is going to come back from breaks into the final stage of this race. Uh, there's still nose-to-tail Tracy and Hall, but fuel is a factor. Ray Hall pits from second lap 85. I'm guessing he was hoping for another full-course caution.
5: Maybe to like save the fuel, I guess, be might be my only guess, but um, but yeah, it could make it, so he was forced to pit.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, on lap 88, Dornboss is closing in rapidly on Tracy as we join in progress the final lap. Or coming to the final lap, I should say.
0: Now, of course, with Paul Tracy catching it as
3: one thing, passing and with something else but he has a mechanical advantage they're not running the same kind of cars one has the same fuel and look at that power to pass when it comes down to power to pass paul tracy is going to be defenseless because he'll run out before dornbos
0: one lap to go last time around it's 2.1 miles here dornbos draws right up on tracy now tracy's had a problem getting off turn one here he may be a sitting duck on the
3: last lap Dornbos has to figure out, when do I use my power to pass? Do I save it now, or do I use it on the next straightaway? couple of corners
0: to go at Cleveland. Paul Tracy trying for his first champ car win in two years. There's still no power to pass. There's not the flashing light on the back of the car yet.
3: Dornbos is going to wait till he comes
0: off a of turn number eight. Less than a lap to go in Cleveland. It gets no better than this. We are glad to have you with us on CBS Sports. The Champ Car World Series Grand Prix of Cleveland presented by LaSalle Bank.
3: He should be on the power to pass now. Not yet. Still don't see the flashing light in the back for Dornbos. Couple of turns to go. Why hasn't he hit the button? Paul Tracy may have this thing. Tracy, final couple of corners. Here comes PT headed for
0: the line of the checkers. Dornbos, does he jump on the button? No, no, he doesn't. Tracy checkered flag waves and Paul Tracy somehow takes the victory in Cleveland and the question for Robert Dornbos will be why didn't he hit the Cosworth power to pass he's still got 35 seconds in the bank and he never used it Robert Dornbos ends up second not that that's bad but boy we thought he had an opportunity to win here Paul Tracy an upset win we'll be back
4: so on the last lap, Tracy's a slight lockup going to turn one. boss they think, still has a bunch of push to pass, or power to pass, they call it. He does use it. Also, the booth is absolutely shook as Tracy holds on to get his 31st and what turned out to be his last career win. Yeah,
5: the, the Dormboss got very close. Um, cause like I said, he was running Tracy down, but it's weird he it couldn't use the push to pass unless... Um, Unless there was an issue and it couldn't use it and it wasn't reported about it,
4: but... I think he mentioned it in the interview, which you'll hear here in our next clip here shortly, uh, about what was going on there. And sometimes I don't know if the, the totals are accurate at that point compared to what they have now. So
5: True. That is true.
4: Anyway, let's hear from your podium, Paul Tracy, Robert Dornboss, and Neil Yanni. Paul Tracy. You guys talked about
1: rolling the dice. This time he came up Yahtzee. Congratulations all around from the crew and PT still with his helmet on. And he definitely had some problems throughout the day. You mentioned the two nose cones. been a couple years since he's been able to do this and we let PT get the helmet off real quick. And Paul, congratulations. It's been a while since he's been here. He's taken a while to get his... My me. Paul, there was a lot of chaos and contact out there. Did you think today could be your day? No. No, I uh, made a couple of pretty bad mistakes at the start, and we got into Bruno, which was which was bad, and, and also Graham, and I really thought we were kind of out of it. And the, the team did a great strategy for us, and I just want to thank everybody on the crew. They did a great job, and they kept me in the race. And I got to thank everybody Forsyth and and. Uh, Monster Energy Drink for their for their support. So I'm just uh, kind of overwhelmed. I just it's been a long time coming. I've been waiting for this win for a while, and it just it doesn't seem like it came in the right way. But but uh, I'll take what I can get. A testament to champions never giving up. Yeah, I just tried to drive as hard as I could. I wore the tires out trying to keep keep uh, Graham behind me, and I was just kind of dead at the end. There you have it, Paul Tracy. little blown away that he captured this
0: win but he did it let's go back to the booth had to sit out two races after getting hurt at long beach comes back to end a 23 race winless drought Paul Tracy, the winner at Cleveland. Robert Dornbos has to take second. Neil Johnny gets third. and Clark settles for 11th. And Sebastian Bourdais with that motor failure 12th. And the rest of the cars that failed to finish here today. Bill Stevens, what happened with Robert Dornbos?
2: Well, here he is. I just saw the biggest peak pile I ever saw. And your crew came over. A lot of excitement. But the question everybody has to ask is, why no power to pass when it looked you could have caught Paul Tracy? Well, I wanted to save it to the end. is a matter of timing, you know. And uh, in the last couple of sectors, I... Uh, last couple of laps i really felt i could push and uh, i gained a lot on him um and then when i needed it it wasn't there anymore so you always see you know it's always gonna happen like that Uh, i saw paul using it for the last two laps flat out everywhere he could so uh, unfortunate but great team job great run
0: Well, Robert Dornbos comes home second. Now, according to our figures, he had 35 seconds of power to pass time left, but maybe he didn't realize he had it. He takes a huge lead in the Roche-Franze Rookie of the Year standings. He is 40 points to the good over Simone Paginot, second in those standings. Back downstairs.
1: And a happy crew, of course, here at PKV Racing. Neil Johnny, the first podium for the team. Kevin Kalkoven, team owner there. And, of course, Neil's dad in the background. Neil, it's got to be a great day for you here in Champ Car. Oh, very great. The team did a great job. The the Red Bull car went really well. Uh, We had some little problems sometimes, but great strategy and brought us onto the podium. Definitely a great job today for everybody at PKB. Jimmy Vassar has been saying that you've got it in you. He's definitely very proud today.
4: So your finishing order. Tracy, Doran, Boss Yanni, Wilson, your Top 5. Then Tagliani, Servia, Rahal, Deal and Power. Then Dan Clark was on lap down low. He was the last car running. Woot! <laughs> Twelve through seventeen missed and not finished for Borde, Gomendy, Halen, Leg, Jeanquera, and Figgy.
5: Yeah, was, like I said, though, like it was such an eventful ish race considering how much lack of cars there were. Um, maybe those four course cars, full course cautions, helped. Then again, why didn't that black flag, Serbia? I don't know. <laughs> Does that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Contact. Contact. Cougar doesn't know how to make any sense of it at all. Look
4: at his eyes. <laughs> that uh, hunt the front cougar is very shook by the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. um, later that evening, we are going to check out a segment that Kate okay, didn't really air, which will line shortly from the Speed Report. Nicole Mansky, now Nicole Briscoe, the uh, wife of Ryan Briscoe is chatting with the man, the myth, the legend, Robin Miller, who's reporting on the race at the Berkeley Front Airport.
1: Okay, so let's bring in Robin Miller now from Cleveland, and Paul Tracy. This is a guy that Sebastian Bourdais actually
3: called washed up. <laughs> well, I think when you're close to 40, you haven't won a race in a couple years, Nicole. If anybody needed a victory...
2: Get the fuck off the racetrack, you stupid son of a bitch.
3: I think we have to start again.
2: <laughs>
3: Sorry about that, that Greggy.
2: That's classic.
4: We're only on the bird. It's okay. Sorry. So you want to know why we picked this podcast? It's just so I can play that clip. Get the fuck <laughs> off the racetrack, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I think we have to start again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, God bless Robin. That, uh, the, if you can't remember, there's laughter in the background from like it's an audience. I was playing his memorial service in Indy last year, but oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, this race is on YouTube, we should do it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
5: we don't know what this race was. It's was a jam car race. We just play as a Robin Miller, I can just tell him yell at the drift cars running around on the track. Why is that
4: drift car in the track so late after the event? <laughs>
5: Well, there's two drift cars. You look at the background, there's the second one, so maybe they're having, like, drift light right along, like, after the race was done. That'd be my only guess.
4: There's still or- a lot of people camping there. Very confusing.
5: Yeah, I know. Community they a champ car race, first of all.
4: Mm. Anyway, um, your points after the race as we go through the after. now. Borday's lead is now three points, 117 to 114 over Dormboss, Powers 105, 105, Tag 90, 97, and Wilson 92. Your remaining race of the season. Next stop was Mont Tremblant, in Quebec. Robert Dornbos gets his first win. Apparently, it was a gong show of a race, according to Wikipedia.
5: Yeah, it was also the first ever win for minority in anything. And I'm going back, like, to the early years. They were early days of F1 the late
4: 80s. Didn't they, run, they... win, like, an F3000 or whatever it was called at that point? I thought they were at F3000 <laughs> at that point.
5: I, I don't they they probably were very successful. I'm just saying like an F one, like the big big leagues, but, but basically it was their first win in their F one IndyCar and the first like win or even a podium for like the Paul
4: Stard era Minardi. Mhm. Um then the Molson Indy Toronto, which may have been sponsored by Steelback at that point. That's when Molson in, that's when the reason Toronto went downhill. When Molson no longer <laughs> sponsored it. <laughs> Run Mosport, you cowards. Power wins, rain race again, uh, like it was Mont Tremblant. The points now, Dormboss is 164, Power 162, Borday 161, then Borday wins Edmonton, extends lead to 20 and 25 points.
5: There was a speed report clip I found of that race. Of course, Robert Miller was there.
4: Which, which one, Toronto or Edmonton?
5: Toronto. Uh, apparently, in that rain, Dormboss punted Seabass on the back straight away on the long back straightway for the right hand, and that's kind of what turned the race on his head a bit.
4: Like, well, he absolutely punted him. They went added it to it, Montron Blanc. There was some drama to the podium or something, according to Wikipedia. Anyway, with Bordeaux's win, as mentioned, his point lead out was twenty 20-25 over Dornbos in power. At San Jose, Dornbos wins from 15th. Then at Road America, the last champ car race was ever held in the United States. Well, kind of. You'll see in a little bit why. Um... Bourdais, who had just signed Scurvy and Toro Rosso, wins that race, then wins Zolder in Belgium. Hmm. in Belgium. Then they go to Aston, known for its uh, racing OGP. Justin Wilson wins moving to second in the point standings. Bourdais then wins Surface Paradise, in straight up bring that race back to win his fourth in a row, and then rounds things off when win at Mexico, where F1 runs today on a slightly different course. I don't think there was a big stadium section at that point.
5: No, it was just... Um... After the chicane, with a long, straight, and a sweeping right-hander, basically.
4: Mm-hmm. So your I mean, final—it
5: was, it was slowed down a bit. It was slowed out a little bit, though. It Wasn't quite flat out.
4: Uh, your final top five in the point standings were Borde, Wilson, Dornbos, Power, and Ray Hall. Uh, we'll get into where the drivers ended up that ran this race in a little bit. So in 2008, as mentioned before the season, CART merged with the or Champ Car merged with the IndyCar series, all unified series as today. Uh, there was a race finale held in Long Beach as the last champ car slash cart race, more not that a little bit, uh, and then they also ran Service Paradise as a non-points race. Uh, your 08 schedule, by the way, would have been as follows. Uh, they would have run Long Beach, Houston, uh, then Laguna Sega would have come back on the schedule, they would have gone to Zolder, Jerez in Spain for the first time, sure, then Cleveland, Mont-Tremblant, Toronto, Edmonton, Portland, Road America, Assen, Service Paradise, and Mexico. Perez would have been interesting <laughs> in a champ car setting.
5: Yeah, because it was the uh, F1 testing and whatnot. Um, but at least we got, like, goodness, looking at a Sega pack.
4: Like a decade <laughs> later. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to the drivers that ran in this race and what happened to them after the 2007 season? So we'll go in order for how they finished first seventeen. Paul Tracy. Uh, pretty much ran part-time after the merger, then had a long stint as the color commentator for IndyCar and NBC. And now he's the villain on SRX.
5: If you want to see someone just wreck guys all the time, or just want to, he'll fight you in a parking lot.
4: Well, maybe not that, but I was gonna say, I think closest we got to a fight this year would have been uh, Ernie Francis and Tony Stewart at Myrtle Beach. Was that Myrtle Beach or South? No, South Boston. Myrtle Beach is dead.
5: I I don't, I don't follow SRX
4: at all. So we better be (laughs) going to Berlin this summer. Anyway. um... Second in point, or second race, Robert Dornbos, he ended up running uh, IRL full-time in 2009, had four ninth-place finishes as his best that year. Neil Yanni won a 2016 24 hours in Le Mans. I heard that race was okay.
5: Yeah, there's uh, Toyota didn't break down with like a minute
4: to go. <laughs> uh, fourth was Justin Wilson. <clears throat> hmm, My future episode for the podcast, if that's on YouTube, that is. You can look that up after. Um, <laughs> Justin Wilson took over for Sebastian Bourdais uh, when Bourdais went over to F1. Wilson would have three IRL wins before losing his life in an accident at Pocono in 2015. Pagio would go to sports car, end up back in IndyCar in 2012, got his first win in 2013 at Detroit, would win the 2016 championship and the 2019 Indy 500 for Penske. Tags, Alex Agliani, would win the Pulver 2011 Indy 500 and now pretty much runs full-time for the most part in the Pinchy series. Uh, seventh was Orioles Servia, was fourth in the 2011 IndyCar Series points, and also apparently should have won New Hampshire. Speaking of gong shows, willpower, power, double fingers. Uh, Grant Ray Hall was eighth in the race. Ray Hall, the youngest winner in IndyCar history, uh, in 2008 at St. Pete, 19 years, 93 days. That record be broken by Colton Herta a few years later. Uh, Ray Hall was fourth in his points in 2015. That's his best result to date. Last one in 2017, married to Courtney Force. That's the most important thing. Uh, all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, Ryan Deal, 2010, Daytona 24 hour winner. Power won the last cart race slash champ car race at Long Beach, 2008. Uh, that same day was when Danica won her only race at Motegi. Uh, the following year ran part time at Penske. Came in with of the tax issues. Uh I was in court for that. So he was going to run that car until Castro came back. They ran a part time schedule. Then full time at Penske ever since. Won a championship in 2014 and 2022. And IndyCar or 8500 winner in 2018, also the all-time pole winner in IndyCar. Dan Clark uh, ended up running an A1GP for the next two years, then came back to run Indy Lights in 2010, was second at Toronto and Mid-Ohio. Board Day had a year and a half at STR, had some okay results. The problem was in 2008, Sebastian Vettel happened.
5: <laughs> he got the team's first ever win at um, Monza and...
4: Sebas qualified good for that race, I think stalled in the grid.
5: He he stalled on the formation lap. He qualified rather there, but stalled on the
4: formation lap, That, that was a killer for him. hmm Uh, would win his hometown race, Le Mans, in 2016. Back at IndyCar full-time in 2011 and 12. Six wins, best finish seven in 2018. And almost killed himself, qualifying for the 2017 race. We had a bad, fast car that year. Yep. Uh, Tristan Gomendy was third at Le Mans in 2017. Jan Hanlon's run sports cars. Katherine Leg, uh, three years DTN. Then ran IndyCar for a bit, uh, Run sports cars still to the day, and ran a lot with the Delta Wing Project. Uh, Bruno Jean Car ran a handful of IndyCar races before going to sports cars. And Alex Figgy also running sports cars. Uh, anything else you want to mention about the drivers that we haven't mentioned there? Um,
5: not really, by the way. The 2016, 24-hour Le Mans race is on there, by the way. Um, but yeah, like I said, there was a lot of like diversity in terms of the drivers and what they went on to. Afterwards, um, and like I said, and like I said, though, like, just you know, I'm just going back to this race, um, like, a, this is the last thing for champ car, and like, um, kind of now merging to what it is to now today with IndyCar, you know, being as, I guess you could say IndyCar is like just about as popular as ever, really.
4: Yeah, but, I, I it, think there's still some things that can be improved upon it, ignoring the old iRacing fame because who knows what's gonna happen with that as we record this, but like. The, yeah. I, I think in general it's pretty good racing. Uh, especially we're back. Is this as good as it was in the nineties? Robin Miller, tell you probably not. But no, the, the the only ones that the only one that you
5: and I care about is Indy five hundred, really, because that's always lit.
4: True. Um. Anyway, when it comes to this race, though, besides the Robin Miller clip, is this race worth going back to watch?
5: Surprisingly, I think yes. Because going into this, I thought it's gonna be really Uneventful Champ Car race and only seventeen cars, but there were times it got kind of nuts with the wrecks and um, the punting and um, the mechanical problems near the end. It's blown off side pods and stuff like that. It was um, definitely, I say, go back just for the kind of the chaos of it, or if you just want to listen to Robert Miller just lose his mind.
4: Well, after you listen to the Robert Miller clip, go watch the race itself. Um, pretty decent race again like you i wasn't expecting much I'm like okay it's 17 cars it's a dying days of champ car slash cart isn't any good surprisingly yes now it was the whole season good i don't know um there's uh, there's some stuff i maybe want to check out eventually maybe that Montreal blanc race uh maybe some other sphere pro clips that are floating around but yeah no definitely if you come across it uh go watch it uh i'm also going to try and find out atlantic race as well uh is it there's also i mean Is this a typical Cleveland race? I don't know. I've seen highlights of the 95 cart race, which is a completely bonkers event. Uh, That's on the master list. I might get it on the podcast here at some point. But, yeah, uh, like I said, maybe this is kind of a normal Cleveland race or maybe it was an abnormal Cleveland race. I don't know. But, again, like you said, surprisingly worth going back to watch.
5: Pretty, Pretty much that, yeah. Like I said, weren't expecting much, but somewhat surprised by it all.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps things up for here. Brett, thanks for doing this once again. Uh, I'll see you in a couple days' time back in the Sioux, uh, and then you'll be on again at some point in 2023. What we're doing, I have no idea yet, but we'll figure it out along the way. No, I have no idea either. <laughs> well, if one of those Brett's other appearances on the show, you can just search for the podcast, Let's Remember Some Sports, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and on TuneIn now, apparently. as I discovered recently. And if you to follow the show, just search directly to it, anchor.fm slash lucas punkari Thanks for listening, enjoy the holiday season, and we'll talk again soon.
0: Don't forget, next Saturday, CBS Sports Motorsports coverage continues on Two Wheels, 2 o'clock Eastern, the MotoGP Dutch TT, Round Three. Coming up next, the PGA Tour swings into action with live final round coverage of the Travelers Championship from the TPC at River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. And next Sunday, the Champ Car World Series continues. We'll be at Montremlon in Quebec, Canada. Check your local listings. It was a great weekend in Cleveland. Wild action on the racetrack and Paul Tracy comes home a winner for the first time in two seasons. Brian Vikas Cameron Steele, and Bill Stevens. I'm Rick Benjamin. Thanks for watching the Champ Car World Series.